What's up, everyone? C2C Week 6 is upon us. 12 hours away till kickoff. We got forced to sit through a rough, rough Thursday night game yet again. However, this Saturday college slate seems to be saving the weekend so far. We got some big games tomorrow and even bigger C2C action to follow. On this week's episode, we recap Week 5, we dive into the Week 6 preview, and one of my favorite guests yet joins the pod. I'll give you a hint. The man loves UCF and not wearing t-shirts. C2P Pod Episode 3 is upon us. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. For those of you wondering what the hell is going on with this music, uh, after our first episode, the guest that's coming on, I've actually given them the power to decide which song to be played. Uh, that was our guest song of the week. Uh, it's about to be a what? A girl fight. Yes. So what's up, guys? This is episode three of the C2P pod. Uh, we're diving into our week five recap, going into our guest, and then we got our little week six uh, preview coming up. Um, let's just get right into it. This is going to be a nice, short, sweet episode. It's Saturday. I'm watching some college football. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I totally forgot to even record this. So we are here, and we're going to get this done. Let's you know. Let's just get right the hell into it. Week 5 recap. Here we go. Uh, we had some good games last week. Good matchups. Some high-scoring matchups. Uh, I think our highest-scoring team this uh, this week was Bryce at 158. Ari was right behind at 154. Uh, after that, you had uh, myself at 134. The trade worked out. How are you, Brees Hall? Come out. And then you had uh, Team Hayes, B1 at 133. Some high-scoring teams this week. Uh, I'll be honest with you, though. This season so far has been a low-scoring season. We're seeing a lot of 105s, 101s, 108s. JC, no offense, had a 59 last week. That's our defending champion. Uh, Some injuries, but sure. Still a 59 is a 59. You are what your score says you are. Um, but like I said, I th- it's definitely been a lower scoring C2C season. Um, if you go back in some history and some scores and scoreboards and all that shit, we're usually up in like 150s, 140s are very normal. Like that's like having a, an above average week. Like right now above average is 115, 120. Like we're every once in a while we're accustomed to seeing those 170 numbers 180 numbers i mean shit one year i think bryce had like 210 points because his quarterback and a receiver a double dip went off but just an observation of mine it's definitely been a lower scoring c2c season um and it's just it just seems it seems a little off seems a little weird to me uh it means that wins are to be had you got a lot of teams i think we have our uh, our team in first place Nick Greco, I think his highest points he's gotten this week, this season is like 118, and he's fucking 4-1. and one. Um, It just happens. Uh, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, they say. But let's, uh, let's look into week five. Let's see what happened here. Uh, like I said, the trade worked out for me. Uh, Brees Hall, uh, what a monster that dude is, huh? He looks like he's about to be the number one running back for the Jets. Uh, I end up scoring 134. I beat Jamal 105. I moved to 3-2. and two. He moved to 2-3. and three. Bryce with a big game. Uh, big week against Mike Saul, who had a great week, 125. Can't beat it. Or, unless you're uh, Bryce, who soared 158. 
then you had Mike Ryan, 99. Deal, 121. Big win by Deal. He scraped out a couple of these wins. It looked like he was going to be the bottom feeder of the league. Uh, he's sitting at 2-3 and three now. He's fighting for a playoff spot. We were making fun of him all, for his, all draft long. Um, he's definitely going to try to find a quarterback because it looks like Baker's a little hurt. Uh, but hey, if Ryan Deal can make a deal, then you might be looking at a playoff team. <laughs> Shockingly, might be looking at a playoff team. Uh, elsewhere, you go, look at this. The Biscuit Bottom Boys. Uh, if I had a sound effect that I could do right now, uh, whenever a team loses on ESPN, they pop the cork for the Miami Dolphins. I want to pop a cork right now. Nathan's first win of the year. 115-107 to over Justin. Congratulations, Nathan. I know you needed it. Uh, I'd say the trade worked out for him, too. Uh, I mean, obviously, if he had Brees Hall, he still would have won. But Josh Reynolds got him 15 points. Kind of the difference. Kind of the difference. So good thing uh, Good thing he started the Josh Reynolds there. Uh, got the double dip, got him the points he needed to beat Justin. And he, congratulations on your first win. Uh, moving down the scoreboard and a very close matchup. Like I said, 110 to 108. Greco moves to 4 and 1, beats Churchy. Churchy was predicted some big numbers here. And he just didn't didn't capitalize on some uh, some opportunities. 110, 108. Greco moves into tie for first place. Uh, speaking of first place, Ari 4 and 1 now after a big win. 154 to 106 over Devo. And then, like I said, Hayes with a 133. JC with a 59. Uh, JC came out of the gates kind of hot, and his team looked like it was doing good. It might have been the curse of the 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 podcast, but ever since he came on, he's kind of hit a little bit of a rut. Had some even more injuries. I mean, let me just check the guy's standings real quick. Like, I haven't seen a team have these many injuries for fantasy football. Wentz is now hurt. Uh, Michael Thomas, Tony Dotson. He picked up Beckham, hoping for for some magic, but. Uh, whenever he comes back, sure. Two was hurt. He picked up Butker because he, he might be coming back, but he's not kicking right. It's one, two, three, four, five. The letters on this guy's roster on his, on his lineup is just, you got the whole, almost the whole alphabet. But our standings have been shaken up a bit. Uh, undefeateds are no more like that happened last week. You got two teams at four and one, Greco and Ari. Of course, Ari just, again, I say it every week. It's At this point, it's impressive how... He's, I'm, I'm, I get speechless at this kid's regular season every season. It's he's four and one. Then it turns to five and one. He's just all he does is win during the regular season. If we gave, he should be. There should be an award just for that. He should get money just for that. It's it's impressive how consistent this guy is year in and year out. Uh, even though he's my biggest rival in fantasy football, you heard it. You, I said it, Ari. Biggest rival. I'm looking at you. I can't wait till we play. Uh, I can't wait for you to come on here so we can talk about when we can play. Maybe I'm foreshadowing on next week's guest. Who knows? Hint, hint. But uh, moving on, like I said, we have two teams at four and one. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, five teams at three and two. Um, and then one, two, three, four, five teams at two and three. And then the two, one, and fours. It's a clusterfuck, as always. It always is. Even the two teams in first place, they could end up not even in the playoff picture. Um, everyone has a, has a chance in the playoffs right now. Uh, moving into this week, you got Saul and Hay and uh, you got Saul and Nathan playing each other. Probably a death sentence for whoever loses that game, but but we'll get into that a little bit later on. More on the week five recap. We're gonna go into the play of the week here. Uh, in our closest match, it was Churchy versus Greco. Greco snuck one out by un- just under two points. Uh, 
he earns the play of the week here. It does, it's not going to sound like a play of the week right out of the gate. On paper, it's not a play of the week, right? James Conner. Going into last week, though, James Conner was banged up. Wasn't sure how many carries he was going to get. It was a very, at least to me, your beloved commissioner, uh, it was a coin flip play. I saw him playing him. He has Pollard on the bench. Pollard went out and got 15 points. You're like, holy fuck. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Right? Pollard gets the, Pollard gets those points right. It was almost immediate, too. He had that, like, 52-yard run touchdown. Um, Connor going up against Philly. Good good defense. Uh, good against the run. Banged up. Probably thinking they're going to run a lot. He ended up getting them seven points. And, you know, to me, that's the play of the week. He stuck with his guy. Got him seven points. That ended up being the difference in the match. It really was. I mean, if he starts Pollard, it's a it's a comfortable win. He started Connor, started with his boy, started with his high draft pick, got the points. That's the play of the week. That's called confidence. That's why Greco, even though he only scored 110, and he's averaging like 105 points a week, that's the play of the week, and that's why he's 4-1 and one and in first place. So with week five done, we're going to get into our guest shortly. I just want to say first and foremost that that, that photographer, he should not have been there. Devontae was in no wrong. Barely extended his elbows. I don't care what Brad Hayes says. He could take his GED and shove it up his ASS. I don't give a shit about what that lawyer says. Um, Devontae Adams, DA17. He can do no wrong. Fuck you, B1. Uh, And that's going to be the wrap-up for week five. It's time for me to bring on our guest for this episode. Uh, I had a great interview with this guy. Uh, He came on. He brought the energy. He brought some funnies. Um... There's a good chance we might get canceled if uh, DeAndre Hopkins and or his mother hears this. But uh, without further ado, let's jump into our guest and the interview of this week with the one, the only, Mr. UCF himself, Mike Saul. All right, everybody. This week's guest is in his eighth season in the C2C. He's had a top five finish once, and it was his rookie year. He's been to the playoffs twice, meh, and with an overall record of 45 and 61. Uh, an average finish of, well, 11th, and he's currently tied for last place, but he's number one in our hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mike Saul. Mike Saul, how you doing, buddy? You're an asshole. <laughs> hey, man. You know that one. The intros, the intros go off. First of off, you're wrong. I have not been in the league eight years. It's been like five, hey, I think. I'm looking but at it right now. They have the scene. You are accurate. Oh, oh you I, know what? I took over somebody. You took thing. over someone, so that's why. Look at that. And I'm, so I stand corrected. I'll have everybody know that my first year in the league, I was a number one seed. You were. That's the year you made the playoffs. Yeah. And I got knocked out by Ari. That was the only time I made the playoffs. And ever since then, I've been fighting to just stay out of the bottom spot. This is true. This is true. Uh, I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah, because you... I I can't remember who you even took over. Did you take... uh, I can't remember. Nathan Nathan took over for Brent. Somebody I didn't know. Nathan took over for Brent, and I can't remember... I I don't know why that's on my... I think think Faraz... I was retired with him. When Faraz, you played with Faraz mm-hmm. a couple of years. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can't, I'd have to go back and check. I can't remember whose spot you took, but whoever it but was, but I stand corrected five or six yeah. seasons, but uh, one playoff appearance. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, hey, hey. Actually, yeah, we'll we'll take it though. Rookie season was a <laughs> rookie season was a great season for you. <laughs> yep. With that said, Mike, so uh, it's it's always the first thing we talk about when I bring uh, in my history of two podcasts I've done now. Uh, it's the first thing I always ask uh, every guest that comes on. We're looking for the state of the union of the of the Better Call Saul team. Uh, how are you feeling this early in the season? Where are we at? Uh, how do you feel about your roster, your standings position? Give us the state of the union of the Better Call Saul fantasy football team. Well, over in our locker room, uh, we are excited. Things couldn't be better. Well, things could be better, but we are in a great position. I know we're sitting at one and four, but you know what? We're still projected overall standings to be fifth place. So that's because our team is badass. Our roster is stacked. And... We've had a few unfortunate weeks, had some injuries, had some guys not show up, had some guys benched that shouldn't be. But once we get this all together and Hopkins comes back from suspension, um, everybody keeps trying to trade for him. I'm not an idiot. There's a reason I drafted him. Then I'm, we're going we're gonna to be good. We're going to get to the playoffs, and then once you get there, anything can happen. So, yeah, we're feeling good. I feel attacked because I think once a week I've asked you to trade me, <laughs> Hopkins. You are definitely one of the people, but there's been others that's, been, that's asked. Yeah, and I'd like to, I'd say you're so you're sitting at one and four right now. It's not a death sentence. I've seen worse. Uh, tied for last place, that's okay as well. But you do have a thirty three percent chance to make the playoffs. The other team that you're tied for last place with has an eleven percent chance. Um, I will say I have not seen a team that's in last place tied for last place. Sorry, uh, still final standings projections are in a playoff spot. Yeah. That does that does have mid play, not even just barely making it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm right in there. Yeah, yeah. You're above the cut. You're yeah, not, yeah. You're not a bubble team, according. I'm not the... fighting. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I like the confidence. Uh, so again, with the state of the union here, uh, you had a pretty good draft grade of on, from the commission's draft grades. I thought it was one of your better drafted teams. Any draft regrets? Do you feel like you could have picked somebody else better in a better position? Uh, I do. <sighs> Looking at your roster, I still do like your roster. But is there any? Uh, See, well, let's see here. Now, Kamara seeing, right, was so number we're, one. We're five. We're five. Five weeks in. Seeing now, was yeah. there someone that you were like, I should pick him, pick someone else, and now that person's doing, doing better, and you're like, fuck. Um, what I, the only thing that I regret from my draft is you called it in your preseason thing is my tight end. I really, I've been struggling and picking up tight ends and dropping tight ends. I can't figure. I thought, um. It's a tough year. What's, for what's, his, what's his name? Goleski from Miami. I thought he was going to be, he had a pretty yeah, decent uh, year, Gisicki, end of the year last year. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's who I drafted. And then I've just been kind of struggling to get a guy that's going to put up any points. Really. I thought he was going to have a better year too, just because coming the coach that they got was the guy from San Fran who uses Kittle like a, like a beast. And I thought they were going to, I thought Gasicki was going to kind of use, get used as like a Kittle clone, mm. but He's just not getting thrown the ball whatsoever. It's like Miami plays without a tight end. It doesn't help now that they have a fourth string quarterback in, but, but besides um, that, uh, I'm, I like my team. I, I wish Thielen would uh, produce a little bit more. Um, I think, you know, Dobbins was still hurt at the beginning. So he's going to come on. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Hopkins is going to come on. Hill, Hill and, and Mahomes are always the stud for me. Uh, Devonte Smith started to come on, so everyone's really starting to come on. I got, you know, I was, I was, I was high in the waiver order, so I got uh, Wilson early. Yeah, uh, San Fran running back, and he's he's doing well. So, I, no, yeah, I, I like it. I like I like the team, uh, t- like the team a lot. All right, all right. Uh, do you have your eyes on any uh, on any players around the league that you're looking uh, potentially trade for? 
you can use this time. You can use this time right now as a, you know, maybe call out somebody, say, hey, pick up the phone. Phones are phones are hot. You no, know, you got your eyes on anybody. I don't want to trade anybody just because they're I'm a, I'm pretty attached to a lot of the guys on my team, so I don't want to get rid of them. Mm. Um, so I'm just I'm just on that waiver wire. Attached how? Was that? Attached because we have great relationships. We get along well in the locker room. Okay. You know, okay. we hype each other up. Okay. You know, okay. we got it. We have each other's backs. You know, you I know they're going to, I know they're going to, if they're going to, if they perform or not, they're going to give their all for me because the they team chemistry, in the team chemistry yes. I'm in better call Saul land is, is top notch over there. It sounds like. Yes. Chemistry and culture is important and okay. I'm going to keep that together. Very good. Very good. Uh, which before we get into the four down of questions, one last thing, uh, you've been hyping them up. Uh, nope. Like I said, I've been trying to steal them from you uh, from, from not steal. And I, I want to do a nice, nice, even fair, it, fair trade for him. There's nothing even but about any of your trade proposals. Are you please, <laughs> please. I have you always I, play to the, you always try to facts. play to like to the heart. So you, you, you like say like UCF players for me. It's like, Oh, Hey, this UCF player or, you, I think it was week two, and you're like, just so you know, you're going to be 0 and 6, so you need these guys in your team. It's, <laughs> Which I, I, I'm not far off. I'm not, you're not far off. <laughs> so maybe, you're, yeah. you, <laughs> maybe I should listen to your trades. <laughs> uh, so basically, what I was saying was, you've been hyping him up. He's, he's, you said he was, he was your prized possession coming out of the draft. Is Hopkins? I'm, I, I have Kyler, so I'm hoping for it as well. Convince mm-hmm. me why Hopkins is going to be the savior of your team he's one of the top three receivers in the entire league. So, I mean, those points pre 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 steroids. Yeah. Mm, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's, that's, he's, neither here, that's neither here or there. He, he's going to be a producer. Uh, um, I know I'm going to get points. The Cardinals are going to, are going to be a better team. Um, I feel like they're struggling right now, but once they get him in there and they get things together, plus uh, I don't know if you know this, but his mom's blind. So that's going to give me some points there. I don't even know how to react to that. I don't know. <laughs> well, all right. He goes to all the games. It's such a, it's just a great story. You should watch the 30 for 30. He gives her the ball sometimes. And uh, yeah, she's, it's great. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Positive vibes only from, sure. from Salt Mike Saul. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, with that said, Mr. Saul, we're going to jump. See that one coming. <laughs> no, neither did she. <laughs> Gonna jump into our four downs of questions here. All right, uh, we might have almost answered the first down one, but I'm gonna circle back to it anyway. So, Mike Saul, here we go. Your first down question. Uh, like I said, post draft, I loved your draft. Uh, I think you had one of the strongest rosters uh, after the draft. Um, with such a talented team, and seeing where you are right now. I need one player and one player only who's going to be responsible for the turnaround to bring you to the championship. Well, name, yeah. Name and reason why right now. The obvious one is Hopkins, obviously, because he's been suspended. Um, but besides Hopkins, looking at my roster here. You have some, you have some I, talent. You know, who I think, you know who I think it could really be is, is Dobbins. Because I have... I don't know what I have, I have like four number one backs on my team. And so they just need to be consistent, but you know, he was hurt for the first few weeks. He didn't get a lot of playing time mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. Or Camara. Be honest with one, one of those two guys, if one of those two, two guys can put one consistent name. RB one numbers. All right. One name. 
And who's going to be, be, be the reason why because, you're holding the belt at the end of the season? Because Kamara's going to he's going to come around. He's going to produce. Dobbins, you know, he was out all last year, so he still hasn't had that breakout season. So it's off to a slow start because of injuries, but he's going to have that breakout season and, and really like and start to put up some big numbers. And that's going to help out a lot. You heard it here first. Mike Saul's fantasy MVP when he holds the belt is going to be J.K. Dobbins, that piece of shit Ohio State Buckeye. <laughs> he is. Oh, H. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Second down question. As a reoccurring member of the uh, the basement in this in this league, uh, resident resident member down yeah. in the basement. Uh, if we were to implement a last place punishment, what would you suggest we should do? I'm against all of this. Anything, you're you're against, against all of it. I'm against. There's some good ones out punishing there. Punishing last place. There's some. No, good I know ones there out are, there. but I'm like against right it now. because I'm always going to be one of the guys that's no. going to be struggling to avoid that punishment. Have and you ever seen wants- the uh, the one where they force the people the the last place guy to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House? No, I said no. See, when they spend twenty four hours in a waffle house, and they have to for for every waffle eaten, it's one hour off. When you, when you or anybody else has these conversations, oh, wouldn't it be funny? Your mind goes to humor, like, oh, that would be funny. Ha ha ha! Fourteen people, chance of that happening is very zero. When I hear this conversation, all I think about is, oh shit, and I start getting anxiety. It's like I don't want to do that. So I don't like these conversations. Uh, There was another league that did they. and they forced they didn't force they the last place player last place finisher has to run a marathon but not train for it <laughs> just have, they have to That's go and have to. <laughs> here's the thing we already have one of the worst last place punishes punishments anytime i tell any, anybody i tell about our punishment how we have to pay the league fee for third place they're like oh shit no way really I'm like yeah you got to pay attention to your team so we already got it pretty bad we don't need it worse come on now come on just because you're never in last place you get to pick on all of us and make us do shit Hey, knock, <laughs> knock on wood. Last place, <laughs> hey, I'm not far off from last place right now. But am I going to finish last year or this year? Probably not. But one of these years, maybe injuries happen. Injuries happen. All right, moving on. To, I guess no. I guess we know where you stand in that vote coming <laughs> yes. this offseason. You know where I stand. Uh, last place punishments, Mike Saul, no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but for your third down question, Mike Saul, uh, Better call Saul team. Can you guarantee that you'll make the playoffs? Well, all right. So I'm really good at anticipating what you're going to ask me. So that's why I was able to kind of answer ah, all these yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. You came that. out of the, you came storming, yeah. you came storming out of the gate. Um, I think so I got you the next one. Can though. I guarantee it? Hell no. <laughs> no, I'm confident. I, I, I'm not. Mm. Ooh, backpedal. I like my, I like my roster. Skirt. I like I like the projection of, of of finishing fifth. I don't like that I'm one of four. No, and I feel like that I have ha- had a terrible. I, I just have terrible fantasy luck. Like I just cannot get it together, no matter what I do. And so, no, that doesn't give me any confidence. I can't guarantee shit. Now, it doesn't matter if I have a team full of all. Oh, I, I don't the best players in the league. I still don't have confidence in fantasy because this is the only fantasy league I play in, and I always suck at it. So I'm, I'm guaranteeing that I'll put in a great effort and I'll be proud of my guys for trying. Secondary question on top of that. Yeah. What do you think you could do differently to not suck? That's a great fantasy. question. I don't know. Because I really don't know. Um, because, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't, I, still, I don't know, because every year like I draft, and this was the do you, do you do, you do like, a little research at all? Do you are you never? You just, just kind of go in and wing it. Never. I don't do any. I don't do any research or any pre-draft or drafts or anything like that. But interesting. And then because I know enough people that do it, and they are terrible too. So I mean, I don't know. I just because hmm. uh, really, when it comes down to it, it's a lot of luck because you're going to get a star in the first or second round. You're going to get your star that's going to produce. So it's luck or not whether they get hurt or not. And then there you have this, you have about, I don't know, six guys that could get anywhere from five to 20 points a game. You just got to figure out which one of those guys is going to do that more consistently. And that's the hard part. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll study more weekly matchups and, and try to figure that out. But if, if that was the answer, we would all do that. We would all win. Hmm. Well, I guess if we uh, didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck at all, huh? <laughs> yeah, see, I need that luck. <laughs> All right, moving right along now. Fourth down question. So this is the question where I kind of paint a little bit of a scenario or put you in a, in a different spot um, for you to answer this question. Uh, so what I'm going to do now, you're, the scenario I want to paint for you for this fourth down question, you're on stage in front of a packed house arena in Orlando, Florida. Actually, better, actually better yet, better yet. You are on stage in a packed house arena in Los Angeles, California. Oh, yeah. This arena is packed to the gills. You're standing in front of a microphone. There's two minutes on the clock. You have to convince this whole arena, as well as all the millions of people watching at home, in two minutes, why we should observe the 2017 UCF football team as national champions. (laughs) You have two minutes. Go. I don't need two minutes. Open up the NCAA record book to page 164, and it says at the bottom of the page, Alabama and UCF national champions. Close the book. Done. Thank you. Ten seconds. Bye. Mic drop. Well, here's the thing, though. Also, Didn't Clemson win that year? No, it was Alabama. Because the whole thing between us and Alabama. But, all right, here's the thing. We got to uh, expand the playoffs. You got so like a minute 30 anymore. now. You got a minute 30 now in this well, arena. I already, I, everyone, already, everyone already is convinced. I'll spend the rest of my time doing karaoke to Little John Get Low, and everyone will be dancing and shaking their ass. It'll be great. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, shit, that was awesome. Yeah, we just danced. And UCF's national champion. So, yeah. So, there, there it is. Just look at the record book. That's all you got to do. Only undefeated team. Only undefeated team. Didn't even get the invite. Beat Auburn. Oh, Auburn's so tough. We, by the way, we took over Atlanta. Ask Dave O. You see, Atlanta did not know what they were, was going to hit them when UCF was in the Peach Bowl because we took over. Auburn was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, so so yeah. it was a uh, must have been a hard commute coming from Orlando to get to Atlanta. It was it was like six seven hours. Yeah, but pretty, I mean, pretty yeah, hard. Just lo- pretty hard to, really, to to pack that place out with a bunch of UCF fans that are. Oh, all right, all right. Well, Auburn's closer. We actually beat Baylor in the Fiesta Bowl in 2014. Thank you very much. And they're ranked number six. Right. So we have a history. And we would have beat LSU the next year. But we went undefeated again. I'll have you know if we had Mackenzie Milton. But he had his leg ripped off. So He did have that. his leg ripped off. I was actually standing next to Davo. We went to the, the bar. Oh, really? We went to the bar out here. That's uh, the elbow room. That's a UCF bar. Like they Every week yeah, they, yeah. Take it, they take it over. There's like an alumni. They like decorate the tables, everything. It's this whole thing. That year, David was like, "We're gonna. I'm going to the bar. We're gonna go watch the game." I was like, "All right, sick." I've never seen such 
more sad faces. Just every like the whole bar just got quiet. Like one girl started crying. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> it was, I was a whole the- thing. I was like, oh shit. I was in my Michigan shit like an asshole. <laughs> like, we were. I was there in Tampa with Mr. Brad Hayes. And that stadium was sold out. It was a Buck Stadium, sold out, and you could hear a pin drop in that place. That's probably why. That's probably why the injury happened. You want to talk about Brad Hayes was there? Talk about Brad. Bad luck. That guy just brings (laughs) bad juju everywhere he goes. (laughs) That's probably why. All right. So that was my four down of questions, Mike Saul. Thank you so much for answering them. Uh, We'll bring that'll bring us into our next segment. Uh, It's a new one I wanted to do with you. This segment we're going to call "Hot or Not." It's super simple. I'm just gonna I'm gonna name uh, a couple. I'll, I'll name four players' names. You tell me if they're hot or not. All right, first player. Here we go. Hunter Renfro. Hmm. Well, let's see, played at Clemson. He's on your Raiders. Let's see. I don't. I don't uh, you know what? Nah, man. He's a he. He's an he's an above average dude. I would. You know what? I'd swipe right on him because I'm like, you know what? The story. He's cute. He's cute. Let me get to know him. You know, okay. that, that's, that's like, he's cute. Let me get to know him. Okay. Yeah, fuck okay. football play. We're doing looks. <laughs> You've just committed to looks no yeah, matter what. That's 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 I'm swiping left or right on these motherfuckers. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Next one. Tyreek Hill. Oh, no. He's a, he's a right sweep. Or swipe. I'm swiping right, so right on that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You because... Right. I know that he is going to – I'm going to see his personality shine in his profile. Oh. And, he is, and he is just – you can tell that he's, like, jacked. He's fast as fuck. So, yeah, he's going to be a good time. Swipe, <laughs> swipe, swipe. I'm going to super swipe. Super swipe to the right. Super swipe. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm going to go not. Hard swipe left. He just – I feel like he looks like um, he's just like sad a lot. Or he's like, mm. you know, like that Jay, Jay Cutler, like, oh, I guess I really don't care about anything. You know, that's what he has. He has that look. So, <laughs> I mean, like this guy, he's boring. I mean, yeah, very just blah. Nothing, nothing special about Mr. Wentz. Go back to North Dakota State. All right. So that's a, that'll, be a, that'll be a hard left. Hard yeah. left for a hard no, not hot for Carson Wentz. Last one here, Ryan Deal. <laughs> but that answer, jawline, that jawline is a, he's always question. hot. He's always gonna be hot. He's gonna he's gonna be hot looks wise. He's gonna be you know, be hot or cold when he you know when we rap battle. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. Um, but yeah, Ryan Deal is that you starting the beef again? Well, are you I officially thought, are you officially starting the beef again? The other day, I was talking to somebody about how my 30th birthday party in L.A. and Ryan beat me pretty good in a rap battle outside our house at the Pentagon. And that I got was, me upset. So. I was present. I was there for that one. <laughs> so, Chris, that was fucking 12 years ago. I know. I was present for that. For what that. were you, 14? <laughs> I was 22 or 23, something like that. <laughs> so that got me annoyed. It was a great so party. That, it was a great party. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that was the one with the jousting. The big, remember that? The, yeah, the big inflatable jouster. <laughs> Thanks to JC for that. <laughs> that was a great, great fucking party. But answer nice the party. damn question. Is the oh, beef, Ryan's hot. It's Ryan's is hot. Is the beef on? Is the beef back on? Oh, that? It's not. I don't know. Talk to Ryan. Hmm. Sounds like a hard no. I, sounds, I have mixed sounds emotions. Like, sounds like you're scared. 
I have mixed emotions. <laughs> all right, all right. So that, that ends the hot or not segment. Uh, we have a couple more before we wrap up this conversation. Uh, JC and Brad Hayes has done, uh, have done this segment. Uh, Brad Hayes went one of five, one out of five, correct. JC went two out of five, correct. So he's the, he's the leader in the clubhouse at the moment. Uh, this is for the, uh, uh, we're all named two players. Uh, you just have to guess rapid fire. You can't look them up. Can't look up, uh, look up any information on them of who they're playing or whatnot. Just rapid fire of who's going to score. Okay. More, who's going to score more points this weekend. Fantasy wise. Yeah. All right. So here we go. First one, uh, Brees Hall or Leonard Fournette? Fournette. Fournette. Uh, next one, Cooper Cup or, Cooper Cup. De- or Debo Samuel? <laughs> Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Super Why Cooper. would you go against Cooper Cup? Uh, next one, Kenny Pickett or Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones. Pickett is not it. Don't like- pick it. what I say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Pick it. There we go. Cowboys. Plus his mom's blind. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I, if I look it up after this is done and Teddy Pickett's mom is blind, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, all right. Cowboys D, Ravens D. Uh, this D right here, bitch. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys defense. Yeah. All right. Lastly, here we go. Aaron Rodgers or Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Well, first off, I have Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going to say that. Second off, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm never going to say Aaron fucking Rodgers. So, Patrick Mahomes. Jesus, did I strike a nerve there? My God. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a bitch. He's a good That's football all. player. He's a good football player. Yeah, and Mahomes is playing the Bills this week, so you might not. Yeah, last time he played the Bills, you, it was, you might have answered game? that question. You might have answered that question with your heart and not your brain. That's all I'm saying. All right, here we go. Last segment before I let you go. And again, I appreciate it for your time. This has been super fun. Last segment, uh, it's about your matchup this week. It's you sitting at one and four, mm-hmm. tied for last place, going against Nathan sitting at one and four. This can potentially, looking at the standings, this is a big game. You yeah. Got, you got two and three is the, is the next jump up ahead. Potentially, this could be the downward spiral of, of whoever loses this. I'll be honest. If I lose this, I don't have much faith in the rest of the year. So Oof. I think this is a big, this is big. You know, the team's been talking about it a lot. We've been, we've been praying on it. You know, we've got a bunch of motivational quotes up on our uh, vision board in the locker room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're, we're just going to take it one day at a time, give it 110% and uh, give it all we got. So, all right. Uh, so, so that gets me to my, this gets me to this segment here. What I want you to do. Oh boy. Again, this is for your matchup. This is a big matchup. Two yep. one and four teams, last place on the line. I want you to like get in the get in the mindset of like a WWE wrestler, uh, and I want you to I want you to give a promo as nope. to why as to why you're gonna beat Nathan and what he's got to look out for you this weekend. Give it to me. Give it to me. No, I don't watch wrestling. Come on, Mike Saul. Oh. Come on, Mike Saul. Um, hold on. Let me see. Let him know why. You're going to leave him in the basement and better. And this is going to be the jump start as to why better call Saul season's going to turn around. Um, you got well, 30 seconds. Let's go. Nathan, I respect you as an opponent. <laughs> um, you're not going to win this week though. Unfortunately you have the guy that I drafted, Matt Ryan as your starting quarterback currently. 
So just that, I don't need to go much further down the list to know um, you have a, the lowest point total. So I don't know. I just, you might as well just sit your players this week. I mean, just sit, sit a few players, leave a few spots empty. There's no reason for you. Like you don't have a chance to go anywhere in the playoffs. I do. So this is what's going to happen. I got, I got to move on. You don't need it. I do. You heard it here first. Mike Salk claiming victory already. <laughs> All right, Mike, dude. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Uh, yeah. It was a blast. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking time out of your day. Uh, good luck this weekend against Nathan. Uh, I wish you all the best. One and one and five is, uh, not how you want to start the season. We'll have one team that does it. Uh, if I had to, if I was a betting man, I think you're going to come out on top, yes. but, uh, but the fantasy gods have, uh, proven they to don't, be they don't like me shit pieces of yeah. shit in recent years. So, uh, again, man, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Chris. You're the best fantasy commissioner is out there. Appreciate you, buddy. Aw, oh, you're too kind. Love you, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right, man. See you. And a big thank you again to Mike Soft coming on the pod this week. Uh, Really fun time, good interview, good guy. Hey, he'll wait in a Home Depot for, for three hours next to a generator just so your, your house doesn't blow down in a hurricane. Can't ask for a better friend than that. Mike Saul, thanks again, bud. Uh, and let's just jump into the week six preview. Like I said, this is going to be a nice, short, right to the point episode. Uh, it's Saturday night. I got beers to drink. I got some, uh, some second half of college football to bet on. Uh, but week six preview, let's dive into it real quick. It's simple. Game of the week. It only, it's the biggest rivalry in the C2C, and it's all we need to talk about. Commish versus the world versus Dirty Jersey. Technically for the first place in the league right now. Ari's sitting at 4-1. Yours truly is 3-2. I'm projected 134. He's projected 124. It's a battle of the titans, ladies and gentlemen. It's, you, you just doesn't, it doesn't get better than this. Sure, Greco has two championship belts on a fluke back-to-back season. That'll probably never happen again. Ari and I are the juggernauts of this league, and you guys fucking know it. Ari, for, he's the regular season champ. That guy goes 10-2 every goddamn year, and then, he win, and then he wins a belt, and then he goes 10-2 the next year, and then he goes 10-2 the next year, and he just happens to have bad playoff luck. I'm kind of the opposite. I mingle my way around the middle of the pack, and then I strike in the playoffs. And that's what good teams do. This week, this week, Ari versus Chris is going to be a great matchup. Kyler Murray versus Lamar Jackson. Brees Hall versus Dalvin Cook. Stephon Diggs versus Mike Williams. It goes on. Debo Samuel versus DK Metcalf. Zach Ertz, Kelsey. These teams you can't compete with. They're just they, they're the two juggernauts. This is who I think will be in the championship at the end of the year, and this is who I think will have the greatest matchup of the C2C season this week. It's going to be high-scoring. It's going to be action-packed. And sorry, Ari, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think I'm going to come out on top. I wouldn't be surprised if Ari beats me. But i got to be confident in my guys, and I think I'm going to come out on top. Uh, it's going to be a great one. That's the game of the week, hands down. Uh, elsewhere, you got Mike Ryan versus Bryce, two three-and-two teams. you got Deal versus Jermel, two two-and-three teams. you got Churchy versus Justin. Uh, Churchy again, pleasant surprise this season. Justin, middle of the pack, should should uh, should be a good match there. Then you got Greco versus Hayes. 
Greco tied for first place. I'm not trying to take it away from anything from uh, from Nick Greco's team this year. I just think myself and Ari are on a completely different level. Uh, but he goes, it's Greco versus Hayes, three and two versus four and one. And then you got Davo two and three versus JC two and three in an air in another Arizona bowl. And lastly, you got a one and four toilet bowl. You got Mike Saul versus Nathan Bolson at one and four. Uh, we'll call this the death sentence bowl, really. I think whoever loses this can very well go on a downward spiral and finish last in the league. Uh, they, there's not too many teams that can get down to that one and five, one and six level. Uh, the team that loses this has a very, 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 very slim chance to make the playoffs and a very, very, very good chance to finish last. And before we finish up this episode here, you know what time it is. It's the Wine League shout-out. It's time to see who called in from the Wine League to get their boys pumped up. Let's take a listen. Hey, y'all. It's Katie Vaughn, your Wine League representative of the week. Maria stole from Sean, so I stole from Maria. Anyways, um, Greco and Davo. Love the rhyme of it. We've now become Team Kvino. Sounds great. But we're not really showing up, guys. So, uh... I think we need to get some more numbers on the board in a positive way and uh, start kicking some ass. Thanks. Short, sweet, to the point. You gotta love her. She wants her wine. Devo, Greco, step it the fuck up, guys. For real. All right, that's going to do it for us here on episode 103 of the C2P pod. We got some football action coming tomorrow and even better, some fantasy matches to be won and some fantasy matchups to be lost. Ari, I'm coming for you, bro. Biggest rivalry in C2C history. It's here, week six. I can't wait for your boy Brees Hall to run all over you. All right, boys. I love you. I know you love me, too. C2C, have a good weekend. Let's get these uh, Ws, eh? Here we go. Have a good one. Peace. All around town making me stress yeah. I need to get this off my chest And yeah. if a friend wants some, then she'll be next yeah. It really ain't that complicated what? Y'all walking around looking all frustrated Want some plex, come on, let's make it uh. You're acting real hard, but I know you're faking hey. You really don't want some to yeah. Really don't want some to